Okay, I think we're just about there. Live or hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to VUX World. It is getting cold now. I don't know whether it's uh, cold where you are. If you're in a more tropical climate, perhaps not. But I'm with a cup of tea, and uh, I'm getting uh, yeah, I'm getting ready for the winter. Harry Potter season has started now in my household, uh, building up to Halloween, which I don't usually celebrate as such. Whether you can celebrate Halloween, I don't know. But uh, this year, Gemma has definitely gone overboard on pumpkin and all that kind of stuff so I'm feeling very autumnal right now I've got my orange fiery shirt and uh, and we're good to go and so thank you for tuning in thank you for joining us and uh, if you're listening to this before Thursday the 19th I would recommend you join us uh, for the webinar that we're doing with Farrell Insights and Core AI. And in there, we're going to be diving into two pieces of research that Farrell Insights have done on behalf of Core AI. One is looking at customer perceptions of artificial intelligence, current adoption of intelligent virtual assistants. How do people feel when they interact with them? Is it a preferred uh, channel or not? And a second uh, study is related to agent uh, adoption of AI and the challenges and problems that agent customer service agents are facing and how that has a direct impact on your customer experience. So these two studies are like two ends of the kind of um, two sides of the same coin, basically. To provide good customer experience, you need to provide good agent experience. Um, and so we're going to dive into all of the ways in which you can utilize AI to do that. It's the first thing really I've seen, which is doing a study specifically looking at agents because most of the time agents seem to just be kind of completely forgotten about and it's like they're the ones that apparently are going to lose their jobs and all this kind of stuff whereas no one's actually sat down and said let's go and talk to these agents figure out what challenges they actually face figure out how we can use technology to make their lives easier and then what will the impact be on our customers and at the same time when customers are trying to contact us what challenges are they facing some of which we know about long wait times getting passed around a post from pillar to post all that kind of stuff so basically on Thursday, if you are interested in finding out the details behind this research, if you're interested in figuring out what AI-based solutions work for customers and also what agents are saying about their challenges and how technology can help them, then you can go to videox.world and click on the events tab. You can sign up there and we'll see you this Thursday. If you're listening after Thursday, you can still catch it on replay, still just go to videox.world, go to the events tab and, uh, and sign up and we'll send you the video. All right. Now then, without further ado, please welcome, boys and girls. My guest today is Ronald Rubens, who is the founder and CEO of Sentio CX, that are finding a very, um, you could call it a niche, very specific area within the conversational AI tech stack, within the conversational AI ecosystem, if you like, that hasn't re been resolved yet until now. Perhaps, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, <laughs> welcome Ronald uh, to the VWXO podcast. Ronald, uh, thank welcome. you, thank you so much, Kane. Thanks for the warm introduction. No problem, no worries, no. Worries. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here. Yeah. So we'll get into the details behind that rather cryptic introduction in a moment. Uh, but first, maybe we could be good to hear from you, Ron, in terms of your your background and tell us a little bit about who you are. Yep. No, absolutely. Happy to do so. Yeah. So I've been in the uh, the customer experience space for about uh, a little bit over 25 years. Uh, worked uh, for a variety of companies, uh, led the European organization for Avaya. Uh, and before that, also worked for a few startups to bring them into Europe. Um, but um, uh, basically, uh, around the Corona time, what I realized was that uh, customer service actually deteriorated. And um, a lot of uh, enterprise customers uh, or energy companies, airlines, and what have you, 
insurance companies, they were uh, pushing people to communicate with a, with a bot or a conversational AI platform. Uh, and uh, what I sensed was that uh, there was a lot of frustration with customers because they, you know, they wanted to, uh, to have some of their answers um, or some of their questions answered. And uh, it was sort of a challenge to, um, to get to the right agent. And uh, so they were trying to, to find a telephone number through the bot. And, uh, and then very often they had to sort of start all over again and, and dial in and, and ask the question from scratch. So, yeah, so my background was, uh, is basically, um, you know, in customer service, I've uh, been uh, working in the, in the U.S. as well for, for four years in, in product management and working with very talented people on, on very smart call center routing tools and what have you. And, uh, and then I thought, you know, it's, it's time to build a new sort of um, routing engine that doesn't only uh, route based on historical customer profile, but basically on what is happening in a bot dialogue. And then based on that, determine friction and proactively insert the right agent into the bot dialogue. So that's in, in a nutshell what, um, what I've created in, uh, in August 2021. And here we are, you know, two years later with a product and first customers and, and growing our business significantly. Nice. So say that again, then it's a routing capability that doesn't rely on previous interactions and relies on current context. Is that what you said? Well, no, it's actually a combination of those two, right? So, okay. uh, so what we do is let, before we go into that, let me, maybe it's, it's good to, to describe the problem that we're trying to resolve, right? So the, yeah. the, the thing about conversational AI and, and you're probably one of the, <laughs> one of the experts in this space for sure. Um, but conversational AI is very powerful. Uh, positive chatbot interactions can actually bring a lot of value to customers. Uh, Generation Z actually prefer to actually talk to a bot, uh, especially once you know bots are, are very quick to, uh, or at least very convenient to work with and, and provide the right answer instantaneously. But when the, the issue and the inquiry becomes a bit more complex, then you know you could potentially have negative chatbot interactions that actually could lead to unfavorable business outcomes and what i mean with unfavorable business outcomes is actually negative impact on kpis so it's when customers get stuck in a bot research has shown that it's actually um, people get more frustrated once they get stuck in a bot than once they talk to a human being that doesn't know or what the answer is. So it, it is very important to determine friction in the bot dialogue or to determine when a human intervention is required. And then what we do is we, instead of sort of traditional routing, which is often based on first in first out queuing mechanisms, what we do is we, we proactively find the right person who could be in a contact center, could be on a Genesis platform, a via platform, could be on on whatever a Zendesk platform, and then insert that agent into the bot dialogue to take over the conversation. So in, in essence, it is, we call it intent-based intelligent routing, but it is, uh, we also refer to, um, to real-time triage uh, because what we do is we, we route based on priority, uh, but also route um, based on matching the intent with the right skill that is required to take over the conversation. Right, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
would it be fair to say that it is to put it in a language that contact center folks may understand is it akin to kind of almost like an automated skill-based routing could yeah. you describe it as that or no well it, it is it is uh it is more advanced than simple uh sort of skill-based routing because skill-based routing okay. is very often it's like you make a choice based on ivr uh what have you and then you route it to a particular skill and then uh and then you have to wait for agents to become available but very often skill-based mm -hmm. routing is still using a traditional sort of queuing mechanism what we do is we when an energy company for example if somebody wants to cancel their contract right and i'm not sure what it is in the uk or other parts of the world but here in this part of the world here in the, in the netherlands the customer churn is like 25 percent uh, year over year right with energy companies so it's it's a huge challenge to to retain customers so if there is a, and and then also these energy companies want you to talk to a conversation i have platform to talk to about so this is extremely important to figure out if there is somebody who wants to cancel that contract, you want to give that person the highest priority. And if it's an important customer, you want to really make sure that the right person can take over the conversation immediately, as opposed to putting that conversation into a queue and, and waiting for other people who have like less, uh, less relevant uh, or less, um, let's say, um, you know, a uh, less critical conversation to be answered first. So mm. it's, it's really about prioritization, but also matching the intent with uh, with the right skill sets. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so you would define based on a conversational agent that you have, <clears throat> which intents, which journeys should escalate to which skills, but then also certain intents or maybe certain conditions within a conversation that's right might increase the priority yeah and then what we do is is so coming back to the the problem that we're trying to resolve what we try to resolve is that um what we want to make sure is that we improve the key performance indicators um <clears throat> key performance indicators such as customer churn so we, we talked about energy companies Another uh, key performance indicator could be uh, sales or it could be uh, NPS scores or customer satisfaction scores. And you want to make sure that that when conversations are critical that actually have that influence on KPIs, that you answer these conversations within a certain service level. And that is the orchestration engine that we've built, is that we are able to route these conversations within those service levels. And in the event that there is so much traffic coming in or uh, many people who prefer to talk to an agent, then what we do is we can uh, deactivate the lowest priority conversations who could actually, um, that can actually be answered through the bot in order to make room for more important conversations. So an example could be um, uh, airline who is um, using a conversation with our platform for lost luggage handling. Um, airline is perfectly able to uh, find where the, the the suitcase is, uh, whether it's being tracked, whether it's going to be delivered, and so forth. So that could be answered through the bot. But in the event that somebody says, "Yeah, but now I'm uh, I'm really panicking because I'm I'm going to miss my connection, I'm going to miss my flight," then what you want to do is to filter out the, the most critical conversations to make sure that you you basically meet the service levels that you want to meet. And that is currently that's a, a real challenge because 
we're using, um, we're integrating bots for conversational AI platform with traditional contact centers. Traditional contact centers have um, an ACD or routing engine that is actually pretty basic. So it's actually uh, routes based on customer profile typically, um, but it does not take into account a, a, a mechanism to, to prioritize the interactions and to find the right skills. And I think the reason why this is relevant is if, if the conversational AI platform is able to answer many, many questions, right? So let's let's assume that, uh, and I think that's a study that Gartner even did in 2031, they believe that 30% of all interactions can be completely automated by conversational AI. Um, but then it, it, it still leaves you with 70% or a, a significant uh, part of, uh, of the interactions that actually should be answered by by a live agent. And in my view or our vision is that we could create an environment where there is a, a harmony between a live agent and a virtual agent. So with a, with a conversational AI platform. So you could basically orchestrate conversations in such a way that you could start with a bot dialogue. And then once the question becomes a bit more complex or when human intervention is required, then you have to make sure that you instantaneously make the right person available to take over the conversation. Mm, yeah, I definitely concur. Well, I've done the exact same level of research as Gartner, obviously, but you could see how that stat would ring true. I mean, a lot of kind, there's two ways of looking at this. And I've mentioned this a number of times on the podcast, which is when businesses start to implement conversational AI, you either go kind of high and wide or you go kind of low and narrow. So you, the, the low and narrow would be, Find a find a specific conversation, specific use case where you can add value by automating the end to end conversation. Exactly. So, but within that, inevitably you're going to need to escalate at some point. Mm -hmm. Some parts because you have to, and that's the purpose of the the assistant in that instance is to make sure that at the right place you get escalated to the right person. So, yeah. for example, you're you're um, in the process of completing uh, an income and expenditure form or something like that. Yep. Or maybe you want to you want to have a sales conversation but the assistant is there to gather some information up front. Or maybe that your use case actually it's always going to have edge cases that you can't quite understand and so you escalate. Yep. And so those escalations in that conversation is one type of escalation. But then if you the look at the other strategy which is to go kind of like high and wide mm -hmm. that's starting with rooting Yep. So, so starting from the beginning of, tell me what you need, I'll tell you what I need, and then I'll just put you through to someone. Yep. So in both instances there, mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're starting from the conversation level, we're going to build a deep conversation about a specific use case, we need to escalate in certain instances. Yep. Right now, that, that, that escalation will be hard-coded at every point in time where it needs to happen. Yep. If you're sensible about the way you architect things, you'll probably have a piece of the conversation, a module basically, which handles all escalations. And so you yep. just defer to that module and you'll handle the escalation there. Mm -hmm. In the other instance, the high and wide instance, you're going to have lots of intents, mm -hmm. 200, 300, depending on how many yep. services you've got. And then you're going to hard code, basically, every intent is going to go to a certain queue or what have you. So that, that's pretty much how it's done today. Yep. What would be the difference yep. in having sent your CX into that equation in both of those scenarios? Yep. And what what would be the because that's what a lot of people are going to be in that sure. situation right now. They're doing all this hard coded, all manual. Yep. yep. Like what what's the uh, what's the added value of having sent your CX do that instead? Yep. No, very good question. So basically, the way it works today is that uh, when there's an integration between a CCAS platform or contact center platform and a conversational AI platform, then 
once the escalation occurs, which is very often it's initiated by the user, right? Somebody says, you know, I want to talk to an agent. Then basically the way it works is that you hand off the conversation to a CCAS platform that's being put in a queue. Uh, and it very often becomes unpredictable how long it's going to take to get to the right agent. The big difference with the orchestration that we do is that we leave the conversation in the bot during the wait time. And we, uh, so in other words, uh, if somebody says, um, and, and also we trigger based on specific intent. So if somebody says, I want to cancel my contract, they did not explicitly ask for an agent, but what we could say is we could assume that it is the, the, that customer is better off to immediately get routed to a person who can take over the conversation in order to retain the customer. So it's, it's not only based on a, a proactive escalation from the user, but it's actually based on intents that we classify and then, and then based on priority, get to the right agent or bring the right agent into the mix. Now, what would happen if somebody would wait, right? Uh, let's say um, there is a person, you have a, a web shop and, um, and somebody says, uh, I need help with a purchase, right? Uh, and another person says, um, I want to have a bit more information about product X or product Y. What we want to do is if somebody says, I need help with a purchase, that actually should have a higher priority, should immediately, we should find the right agent with the best sales skills to actually get inserted into the bot dialogue. Now, let's assume that the uh, agent is still busy, right? So let's say the, the predicted wait time is, let's say, two minutes, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you keep the conversation in the bot, so the customer could still communicate with the bot and, and still get answers, whereas otherwise you would lose the conversation if you already hand it off. But during that wait time, a customer could say, you know what, I'm going to kind of wait for two minutes. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to your competitor because uh, I, I don't want to wait for two minutes. Then that could trigger a higher priority handoff so that... Um, you basically get ranked higher uh, in, in, in our, in our um, routing engine so that mm -hmm. uh, the right agent could then be inserted to take over the conversation. So it's, it's true orchestration where it's, it's a lot more seamless as opposed to what it is today. Um, and, and what it is today is, is basically sort of throwing chats over the fence into another queue we're waiting for an agent to pick out the right conversation from an unassigned pool of chats. So this would be a lot more effective because you really orchestrate that based on service levels and uh, and have access to the right agent at the right time. Mm. So what do you have? You have, a like, within the Centio CX platform, you would set service levels Correct. within there, do you? Correct. And then what we do, and, and we have our, our routing engine or our routing algorithm has been uh, uh, patented. Uh, so we have a US patent on, on our routing engine. And uh, basically what we do, the, the main vehicle to, to rank conversations is to constantly, once we have the service level, we constantly adjust the service level even more based on priority and based on how the conversation evolves in, in a conversational AI platform. Uh, so it becomes a, a lot more fluid in terms of how um conversations should be paired with the right agents right i'm with you so going back to the the example there of someone's doing it manually the main the primary difference if i'm understanding this correctly is that 
using Sentio CX, the chat stays open, so the correct. session's still active. Correct. So that a conversation can continue in the meantime. Yep. Is that correct? That's right. That's correct. Uh, we have a we have a, an API that we've developed that actually integrates with um, bot vendors with conversational AI platforms, and the way it works is we have a, a called a, a seamless handoff protocol that we've developed. And uh, it's basically, so we're keeping the conversation in the bot. And uh, <clears throat> so we make the request for pairing, we publish the predicted wait time. And the second step is once the agent becomes available, then that person will get injected. So in other words, the, the big difference is that as opposed to uh, throwing conversation over the fence, we insert the right agent into the bot dialogue. So we, we do it the other way around, if you will. Right, so presumably then, if if needs arise, the agent could just transfer the conversation back to the bot. Correct. And get out yes. of there. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So so once once the agent is has taken over the conversation, the, the bot could still listen in and, and take over the conversation once the agent drops. Right. And is that where the pat the patent is? Yeah, that's the patent. The patent is is based on uh the notion of um um uh, of, of um, the, the triage or so intelligent routing, so based on uh, based on ranking the conversation based on based on priority, but also to be able to deactivate the the low priority conversations temporarily when service levels go through the roof. So, in other words, if you have an airline and everybody wants to make an inquiry about lost luggage, and they just want to have reassurance from an agent, then um, you know, you really want to filter out conversations where there's more critical need to talk to a live agent. Um, and then you could temporarily deactivate the conversations to keep the conversation in the bot. So that could lead to two things. You could either have the bot answer the question or you could sort of, you know, take the uh, take the telephone number or, or what have you uh, and to ask the, uh, if you could, um, uh, you know, respond to that person at a later time. Uh, but it, it's really all about uh, managing critical conversations um, in order to um, to basically keep the, the, the key performance indicators uh, to, to you know to keep to keep them in mind uh, because because mm. I mean what you see is that customer churn is, is really a, a big challenge today. Uh, agent retention is a big challenge as well. Uh, there was a recent Salesforce report that says 75% of agents are burned out. Um, and the reason for that is because they're, you know, you're pushing all the conversations to the agents and you really have to be able to filter it out. And very often, and I think this is a big dilemma in the contact center space, is that your best agents typically get burned out the, the fastest because they have the best skills, mm. so they're in the highest demand. So you also need to need to be able to orchestrate conversations in such a way that you protect your best agents as well. Uh, and that's why you know we we built that sort of mechanism in place to to do that. Mm, that makes sense. Um, so when you say deprioritize lower value conversations, do you mean switching off routing on those Correct. specific Correct. intents? Correct. Yes, okay. Exactly. Temporarily. Right? So this is this is when and when service levels can uh, will be met again. Uh, then those conversations will still lead to an agent. But uh, when it when it really matters, what you really want to do is is when you only have let's say twenty or thirty agents, uh, you really want to make sure that those twenty thirty agents focus on the most critical conversations. Um, it's like triage, right? So triage is is like yeah. what happens in an emergency room at a hospital, right? Where 
um, you, you really want to want to prioritize your uh, patient that, that needs to need, needs needs uh, needs immediate care, right? If you will, yeah. Uh, but also match it with the right the right skill set as well, the right doctor. And, yeah. Right. So presumably, then within the Sentior CX platform, I would be able to go in there and say, okay, here's all the intents that I have available. Here's the ones that are like crucial, high priority. Yep. Here's the ones that should it come to it, deprioritize. Well, no, the deprioritization is is done automatically, right? Uh, but that's, oh, okay. that, that's that happens when service ops got exceeded. That's also part of our patent and our routing engine. The uh, ability to classify the intents that is so what we have, and I, I mean, I, I would love to to show you a demo, of course, but um, mm. the way it works is is very simple. It's we we populate all the intents from the bot into our tool. So this, and our tool could be embedded into Zendesk or into Genesis or Avaya. And then, uh, so we populate all the intents and then it basically it's, you just tick on it and say, and then assign the skill and a priority to it. Right. So, and it's, it's a very, we, we have a, a product with a, with a, with a pretty interesting sort of user interface. So we make it very clear in terms of, you know, what intents should lead to a potential handoff. And um, uh, so that that's what we call intent classification. And next step is once the the system is uh, running, uh, you recognize the intents, and then there is this uh, whole mechanism in place where we, you know, we find the right agents with the right age skills and proficiency levels, and then match it with uh, with the intent. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. And so, is there? You mentioned Avaya, Genesis, etc. Is there a restriction as far as what platforms you can integrate with? Is that something that you would need to do if someone's using a platform that you don't currently integrate with? Or is it an API that they can just integrate into if you don't support natively that particular platform? Yeah, so on the on the live agent side, it's basically an app or a widget that we insert into, uh, into a Zendesk or into a Genesis platform. Um, and then uh, we, we, we our, our goal was not to replace the workspace. So the workspace is still, you know, with um, uh, Genesis or Avaya platform or or uh, or Zendesk platform, uh, because otherwise it would be too disruptive if we were to sort of replace the entire sort of live agent uh, workspace. So that's not our plan. So the plan mm. is to integrate into those tools, but just sort of uh, provide that sort of intelligent routing into those tools. And 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 that's and that's exactly what we uh, what we do. And then on the other end, we have the uh, we have an API that actually integrates with the different conversational AI platforms. Um, we've spent like two years on building the product and building the API structure. Um, so, you know, our goal is also to standardize on the, on that API. So we already have support like four or five bot vendors today. Um, and um, you know, the plan is to expand our, our partnerships there as well. Um, and then on the live agent side, we integrate with Zendesk, uh, Chatwood, uh, uh, Genesis, and uh, eventually we'll look into Avaya as well. Mm. So the agent integration side, mm -hmm. that then, so that would essentially, what would it do? That would, let's say, for example, if I'm using Zendesk. Yep. So maybe I have. A, a chat bot right now that routes to a queue, a mailbox, chats come in, they'll yep. hit the mailbox, agents will just go in there, pick one, whatever. Yep. Integrated into Centio CX, 
it, what's the difference in terms of what the agent sees or do you just do you have to configure something in Zendesk to create priority queues and stuff like that? Like, how does it? No. So, so what we what we uh, what we do is we we want to avoid sort of duplication in an administration. So, what we do is we take the existing skills that are because uh, now over the last uh, couple of months, I mean, Zendesk has uh, made a lot of uh, announcements on on uh, expanding their product portfolio. So they do have uh, skills that they use as well. So we take the skills from Zendesk, but then we add. You know additional attributes to it and uh, attribute could be proficiency level so the the degree to which that person has that particular skill uh, but also uh the capacity so in other words how many conversations can an agent handle simultaneously uh, especially for chat could be two or three or what have you um uh, so we we integrate into that tool and then what we do is we we route the conversation um into the workspace right so in other words the agent will get notified that there is a critical conversation that actually matches their skill and proficiency level. Uh, right. Right. And yeah. then previously what happened was, uh, especially with Zendesk, is that uh, chats would be routed into sort of an unassigned pool of, of, uh, of conversations uh, for the agent to pick out the right conversation. And I think what we do is we automate that process by matching, um, matching the right agent with the right conversation. Right. So from an agent's perspective, it's kind of invisible. Uh, it's just that the, the right thing pops up at the right time yeah. for them or hits their queue at the right time. Or yeah, exactly. But it also, it also protects them as well, these agents, right? Uh, coming back to the previous point that I made about agent retention, uh, the lights are go going out here. <laughs> uh, so in other words, what, what you want to do is to make sure that the agent with the best uh, skill sets uh, or the highest proficiency level, as we would say, uh, is somewhat uh, protected, right? So in other words, you don't want to uh, bombard uh, your best agent with with all kinds of uh, even lower priority conversations, right? So it's it's all about mm. sort of using AI to to do the pairing between between the user and the, and the agents, right? And then, so what what platforms did you say that you integrate with on the other side on the on the conversational AI platform side, or is all of that API based at the minute? Yeah, so API. So we we have uh, we have uh, Dialogflow, Google Dialogflow. We have Microsoft. We have mm -hmm. Rulei. Uh, we're also working on Cognigy, and we're also mm -hmm. looking into other uh, other bot vendors as well. Okay, so if I was to use Dialogflow, um, and integrate into Centio CX, mm -hmm. do I kind of do I still need to, on every kind of dialogue node, for example, put in a specific kind of like webhook or whatever to escalate out at the, all of the relevant points? No, no, you don't need that. So we basically, so what we do is we over overwrite the escalation. Um, so the, nothing, uh, nothing should happen with uh, with the dialogue plot. The only thing is what we do is we we populate the intents, and we basically say once once this uh, intent is being triggered. That will uh, will find the right agent and 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 have that conversation be inserted into into that into that uh, dialogue with 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 uh, dialogue flow. Nice, interesting. Okay, and and is this something that kind of like is it like a self service thing? Someone licenses Sentio, they can just click on integrate dialogue flow CX. They're using Genesis, so boom, that's done. And they're away. Yeah, it's very user friendly. So so in other words, what we do is we we configure. Uh, let's say we have a Zendesk version, uh, and uh, 
it's pretty pretty straightforward. So we basically activate, you know, the the, uh, the API key. Uh, the application will then be inserted. We're on the, on the marketplace of of, uh, of Zendesk. Um, then that sort of app will be inserted, and then you will immediately have access to, especially our administration tool. You could pick, you know, which bot vendor or conversational AI platform you want to integrate into. So if it's Dialogflow, for example, you basically click on Dialogflow. You enter, you know, the API key uh, identifier. Um, um, you know, a couple of couple of things for administration purposes, and then once that's done, then uh, then it's basically up and running, and then it's just a matter of uh, figuring out, you know, which intents do you want to classify for potentially an escalation, hmm. right? And that that is okay. something that uh, you know, like for example, we have a, a few customers right now that actually have a lot more escalations at the very beginning, but uh, what they want to do is to have to make the bot smarter so to look into you know what part of the conversation can be managed by the bot uh but then still have enough flexibility to to escalate or to to send it off to the right agent at the right time yeah um how do you think about you don't have to give away the specific mm -hmm. numbers but like how how do you kind of think about pricing something like this mm -hmm. um because there's different ways that all of i mean you will become one of the many vendors that that companies have they might use dialogue flow and genesis but then they might have a third party analytics platform and they might have other kind of capabilities for nlu management and stuff like that and then there's now centio cx that handles routing and stuff so how how do you think about pricing this within the greater context of the ecosystems that people may have yeah, there's there's three types of pricing strategies, right? That we we start we we've started with the first one, which is basically to align our pricing model with uh, the live agent software with the workspace. So in other words, once we Cintio CX enable a workspace, so in other words, add you know intelligent routing, then we charge on a uh, per agent basis, uh, which is an amount of uh, of fifty nine euros or dollars per month per agent. Um, and then that basically gives you the entire conversation orchestration suite. Uh, the second scenario would be uh, more of a usage based, which we're exploring at the moment. Um, I mean, we we started this company um, two years ago. We we brought out our, our first release just a few months ago, and our plan is to to further develop the product and also make the pricing model a bit uh, more flexible. So usage base is definitely something which is on the top of our mind. Uh, but then there's a third uh, one, which is being used by some vendors, and that's sort of performance-based. And performance-based could mm. be, you know, we could show them with our analytics tools how we improve the interactions and how we meet the KPIs, right, that are that are the most critical ones. Uh, and then what we can measure is the um, the sort of um, before and after scenario. Right, and and that's something that we're exploring with some larger enterprise customers at the moment. Uh, we do have the tools for that. We do have the analytic tools, so we could actually show what the uh, what the impact is of, of using our our uh, our routing engine. Mm, nice, yeah. The um, I think the kind of consumption based and maybe the performance based one might be worthwhile in the short to medium term. Exactly. Exactly. The the question the, the question is, if businesses do what they intend to do, more conversations will be automated, performance will get greater, and therefore the need to escalate becomes less. Uh huh. Yeah. 
So I suppose that you may have in the in the short term though, as more kind of companies deploy AI assistance, yep. most of them are either going to begin with the sole purpose of rooting. Yep. Oh, they're all going to have get out clauses, which is rooting. So the, yep. the the immediate future, I think the opportunities are going to be open up, opening up like far and wide. I suppose I don't know if you've thought about how to maintain the value as businesses begin to contain more automation within the assistance and require slightly less rooting. It's actually, do, you not, do, you not, do, you not, do you not think that? No, occur? absolutely, absolutely. No, we're actually talking to, uh, and that's actually relatively fresh, this conversation. Uh, we're actually <laughs> talking to a, an AI agent assist company in Silicon Valley. Uh, and what we're doing is is we're exploring an integration. And what we do is actually quite interesting is, so we, we provide the routing to the right agents. So we know the agent have, uh, for example, particular skills with proficiency levels. Now, the more proficient an agent is with a particular skill, the less help they likely need, right? And uh, uh, But if somebody has a lower proficiency level for a particular skill, then you probably want to be more proactive when it comes to assisting the agent with the right information. So we could actually, uh, with, our, uh, with our solution, also make the agent assist solution stronger and and really uh look at you know uh the 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 profile of the agent as well so mm-hmm. so that's one thing the, the second thing that i want to emphasize is that um i personally believe that conversational ai and generative ai will become better and better right i mean it's it, if you see what happened over the last two years it's, it's just absolutely mm-hmm. flabbergasted or amazed with with the progress that happened right uh so it is very likely that the conversation AI platforms will be super, super smart. However, um, when escalations need to occur, when human intervention needs to be uh, needs, is is required, it's very likely a human agent or life agent that has a specific expertise level or specific skill. Right. So the notion of finding the right agent becomes more and more important over time, uh, and, and that's why we we link the intent to the skill that is required. And this is very different from traditional contact centers, which you know, basically have you know, a bunch of skills, but we could have you know, up to maybe 80 or 100 skills that are required to actually orchestrate these conversations, including uh, knowledge workers that are outside of the contact center domain. And uh, we're talking to one particular customer um, and uh, unfortunately, I cannot uh, m- uh, mention the name yet, but what they want to do is is in the event that somebody says, you know what, uh, I, I'm so upset, I'm going to take legal action, then you really want to be very careful how you want to sort of uh, handle these type of conversations. So you need to have a, a, a person to in, in, insert that person into the dialogue who is most likely not a dedicated context and the agent, but somebody who is just sitting in the back office or a knowledge worker uh, within the enterprise to actually take over the conversation. So that that is something that we could do as well. Uh, mm. And I think it, it becomes more and more important to to have that sort of matching between skills, efficiency levels, and, and the right intents within the bot. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely not going to ever get to a situation where, or anytime soon, where agent escalation is not required. I don't envisage that being the case. I, I think that the future is very much the AI assistants will handle what they can handle and yeah. probably will be increasingly more capabilities over time. Yeah. Um, but I don't see a world very quickly happening where agents are 
are not part of the conversation, you know? And also, even if one company's escalations are less, more companies will be deploying AI assistance. Yeah. And so you've got over time, the general kind of adoption of, of businesses implementing this stuff grows tremendously. Yeah. And then over time, perhaps they escalate slightly less, but when they do escalate, it's going to be like at the crucial part where a human's better for this conversation. Exactly. And therefore, exactly. you know, I can definitely see the value still, still being, uh, still being there for sure. Absolutely. How are you thinking, how are you thinking about generative AI then? Mm -hmm and large language models that don't strictly, I mean, you could use them to classify an intent and, yep. and use them that way, or you could use them from a perspective of uh, not using intents. Mm -hmm. And therefore, if you're, if everything's based on intents, what would happen in a situation where somebody's using large language models very heavily mm -hmm. for answering questions and managing that kind of part of the conversation? Have you had any thoughts around how you might kind of achieve the same routing capabilities when there's technology involved that doesn't kind of isn't built on intents no absolutely i think that is sort of the next step right so intents is the is the most straightforward way of, of triggering a handoff in large language models it could be specific words that are being used or a sentiment and large language models what they do is they they basically i mean if you look at louis for example they provide a um, a probability score which basically is a reflection of the extent to which the bot understands the human being, but also they uh, they have another um, parameter, which is the sentiment score. Now, those those scores can be used within our algorithm to adjust the service level. In other words, to to influence the ranking, but also find the right agent. Right? Um, I believe that with generative AI and large language models, it it even increases the need to have conversation orchestration. Uh, because it is much, much more of a, a sort of a free format discussion that people have, as opposed to some traditional bots that actually had like menus of uh, you want support or you want to talk to an agent and click this button and so forth. Um, with generative AI and large language model, it's, it's, it becomes a lot more fluid and natural. Um, but even there, it is important to to figure out what is the right time to have a, a human being to take over the conversation. Because people people mm. don't like it when they get stuck, and and they they notice it when they when they talk to a to a to a robot or to a to a machine, um, and uh, very often, and this is the research that we've done, um, they prefer to have an escape, especially if it if it's a if it's a really important conversation or a critical issue that they want to resolve. Hundred percent, yeah. It's the same thing as as using a website that's not usable, you know. Um, but so. What you were referring to there, Microsoft Louis, that's that's more of an intent-based mm -hmm. NLU system. Uh -huh. So those confidence scores that you will get from every NLU system, which I think you could use if, if so for example, if someone escalated from Dialogflow into Sentior CX, yeah. perhaps you could send them, um, well, really you'd need to disambiguate that within the assistant first, I think, in order to make better use of Sentior CX. So for example, if someone said something and it was, if the NLU system came back and said, well, there's, 60% confidence that it could be one of these two things. Yep. That's really, you don't really want to just throw that to center your CX. You really want to disambiguate, figure out what it is, which one of those things you want. Uh, and that's then once you've captured the intent, you would then escalate. Exactly. Um, exactly. When it comes to large language models, for example, um, I suppose what you could do, so so some companies may implement a, a chatbot that's just answering questions, yep. just FAQs. Yeah. And 
you can do that with Dintense, mm-hmm. and lots of companies have done that very successfully. A lot of companies are experimenting using large language models to do that kind of FAQ management, which is a less mature use case, but still it adds a degree of value. Yeah. What what on the on the conversation design and pract- practitioner side, what mm-hmm. they will need to be able to do is work out when a conversation is going nowhere. Yeah. And then figure out when to escalate. Exactly. That's something that's that's re- is required, yeah. and perhaps what they need to do in that process and when they do escalate is summarize the conversation. And so maybe a product development angle for Centio CX could be being able to take uh, a, a transcript from a conversation that's being had right. that uses large language models. Right. And then you would use a large language model to say, summarize this conversation, tell me what the customer's trying to achieve. Yeah. And then you would then pair that with the list of stuff that the customer has described this thing is able to do and yep. the routing and all that kind of stuff. So maybe it's just a case of maybe you will need to bring it back, whether you want to call it an intent or not, it's still a job to be done or still a need to be fulfilled. Yep. And so perhaps there's a, yeah, perhaps it's it's done that way. Or you just mandate that whether you're using large language models or not on the platforms, on a conversational AI platform side, you just need to tell us what the need is and you don't touch anything else. So if a customer is using large language models, they would be responsible for doing the summary and sending you, this is what the conversation is about, this is the intent, or this is the need. Exactly, exactly. But, but then you still need orchestration. You still need to filter out, you know, what, what, uh, what are the most critical conversations in order to, you know, meet your business objectives. And, and I think it's, so it's, it, again, it's a combination of sort of what's happening within the conversation via platform, but also we combine it with, um, you know, the, the customer profile. Now, in the event of Microsoft, for example, uh, I mean, what what they uh, what they can can do is to provide uh, a parameter which is an indication of whether a customer relationship is 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 uh, is is being improved or is deteriorating, uh, and and that's that's really funny how they're using AI to to come up with these these sort of conclusions, uh, and the result is, an, is simply a, a parameter that we can capture within our algorithm, and then and that that that's really the sort of utopian version of the product is really to mm. you know to really provide uh, harmony between virtual and live agents and, and figuring out you know what is the most critical moment that a human being could take over that conversation and 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 and, and will be made available um, so yeah, yeah there's there's a lot of lot of uh, interesting things to to do from our side definitely for sure and making that process smooth you know like because there's been times when even as a user, I've been having a conversation with a chatbot and I've been escalated to a human and I'm just sitting there, you know, it's like no acknowledgement right. waiting forever. And it's just terrible, a terrible, terrible experience. Exactly. So I, I definitely think there's, there's, there's something to it. And especially if, you know, you're able to provide, which it sounds like you do, which is almost like a hub that handles all escalations. So you don't have to do it manually on every single exactly. piece, you know, in your architecture, you just, wherever there's an escalation, throw that to center your CX, throw exactly. the intent with it. The one thing you probably might want to do, I don't know if you do this or not as well, is allow the, the platform to send a summary of some description of the call so that yep. you can then pop that up. So that, yeah, the agent's not starting again. Absolutely, absolutely. That, that's exactly what we do. So we, we basically yeah, yeah. hand off the historical information as well. But but that's exactly right. I mean, so we, we're talking to some partners and they actually like to work with us. And the reason it's very simple is that they don't have to worry about, you know, is the right, when does the right agent become available? Because we, we really um, look at it from two perspectives. And I, 
when I was working on the, the patent, it became very obvious that uh, many vendors were looking at just one side of the fence. So there were the Bob vendors were trying to say, okay, I know that we need to do an escalation. So how do we, how do we make the escalation possible? And then you had the contact center vendors that were more concerned about how do we route particular conversations, but you really have to bring mm. the two things together. Uh, if you want to route the conversation, you want to insert the right agent, you need to make sure that you have some sort of knowledge when the right agent becomes available. Right. And um, so you need yeah. to bring that into the equation as well. And that is to put that into like a dialogue or into a, a, a Bob design is pretty complex. Right. And, and so we take that burden away uh, and in fact, make the bot smarter, if you will. Right. By um, mm. making the right agent uh, available at the right time. Exactly. But improves Perfect. the reputation of the bot vendors. I mean, that's 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 one thing that we do. Yeah, and, and it definitely gives the customer on the other end of it. I mean, the customer doesn't know it's sent to OCX. It's still the bot. It's still part of the capabilities. And so it, it yeah. appears as though, and not just appears, it is that the assistant is better capable at putting you through to the right person. And if, yeah. you, need to, if you need to be putting through to the right person, delaying that or, or creating an issue at that stage is just adding fuel to the fire because you've already tried the website. Now you've right. tried the trap bot and now it's like, okay, just yeah. get me through to someone. Exactly. Um, exactly. So yeah, definitely now I can see, I can see definitely the value. So um, what we'll do is I'm going to have to wrap it up there, I'm afraid, but uh, thank you so much for joining me. If you're tuning in, listening to this and you want to try this out or you want to reach out, then you can go to sentiocx.com. S-E-N-T-I-O-C-X.com. Yep. Uh, and I'm assuming, Ronald, you'd be happy for people to reach out to you on LinkedIn or what have you if they have any questions or anything like that. Absolutely. Very good. Thank you so much, uh, Kane. Perfect. It. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Ronald. Appreciate it. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, it was absolutely epic. Uh, yeah, as I said, if you're, if, if you're listening to this after Thursday, as I said at the beginning, uh, you can still watch back our webinar that we did with Corey I and Farrell Insights. If you're listening to this as this is published, you can still register for that webinar on Thursday the 19th, where we're going to be looking at some unique, fresh research coming from customers and agents around uh, the adoption of artificial intelligence, the challenges agents are facing, and how you can make dramatic improvements to your CX. Uh, thank you so much, Ronald. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Kane.